Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I'm Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. Distinguished Adventurers, last time on the show, our four heroes and their animal companions are making their way through the tower of the dead necromancer, Wendergod. They own this tower now and have been discovering the dark secrets inside. When he was alive, Wendergod was working on some horrific plan to capture the souls of dragons from other universes in order to take their power. Along the way, he was looking for help from dragons on the material plane, and when they refused, he killed them and imprisoned their souls on levels of his tower. So far, our heroes have released two dragons from two levels and learned that both of their hordes are at the top of this tower in a vault. They also offered up their epitaphs as keys to open this vault. So now they climb the stairs to the fourth floor looking for more answers and more dragons. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Distinguished Adventures. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Oboe. And tonight... Because of our guest, who we'll get to in a moment, I am drinking pomegranate juice out of my D4 class. It, it might be a little hard to see on, on, our, on our call, but yep, there it is. And speaking of guests, we'll just go right to our guest. Katie, would you please take a moment, introduce yourself, and tell us what are you drinking today? Hello, everybody. I am Katie Downey, a.k.a. Goblin Katie. And this evening, I am drinking good Old-fashioned mother's milk, a.k.a. Guinness. Thick and rich and lovely. Drinks like a meal. Exactly. <laughs> you wanted drink and dinner at the same time. Yes. Perfect. Let us go around the horn, and I'm going to start this time with Travancore. What are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is Glenfinich 14 mm. in my Philadelphia Holiday Market mini mug. For, uh, I actually originally drank like mold wine in here. And I just kept the mug, because apparently all my highball glasses have stuff in them. That's what happens when you have kids, I suppose. But uh, let's take a little sip of this and see uh, how it is. So this was a gift. This was a birthday gift, by the way. Uh, milestone birthday. Never mind how old I am, but if you follow me, you can probably figure it out. Hey, no. Birthdays. Ooh, they I, happen. I like that. I feel like one of the uncles in my church. <laughs> I like that response. Jack, you don't look a day yeah. over 70. Thank you. <laughs> What's that thing you used to call me? The one Malayalam word I taught you, John? Apacha. Are they? Apacha. There we go. The one, the one word we the all one know. The one word and that you immediately regretted teaching me. Well, now I actually look like one kind of, so. For those of you at home, that means grandfather. Yep. You Distinguished grandfather. Bernie, what are you drinking? Well, tonight I have water because I have COVID. Mm. Um, I'm on the recovery end, and I am here because I got vaccinated. Um, and for those of you who are like, well, you got vaccinated, why don't you still get COVID? That is because no vaccine is 100% effective. We know this to be true. However, I got what's called an attenuated case, which is because I had the vaccine. My body already knew how to fight COVID and therefore did a better job at fighting it and I did not go through some of the crazy, horrible things. I did not end up in a hospital bed. Um, I just, you know, am still in my house avoiding people because even though it's been two years, if you test positive, you should isolate to protect yep. other people. 
So doing my part, drinking some water. I do have my water. Speaking of like weird holiday things, even though it is like the first day of August, I have my Hanukkah cup. Yay, <laughs> um, and I'm covered in dreidels. And and like as you know, while I was just laying on the couch with nothing to do, I actually started working on um, some like Christmas ornament presents. So most people know that I, in order to pay attention, have to have my hands on you. So I've been um, embroidering these like Ooh. tiny little Christmas. Oh, those are nice. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing tonight. And and we are so happy that you have uh, recovered well and did not have to go to the hospital yes. and can sit here yeah. and uh, play the silly game with us. And with Carlton, what are you drinking? I, today, am drinking uh, another prebiotic soda. This one is Raspberry Rose uh, Ooh. from the brand Poppy. And it is in the can that it came in, uh, which I got <laughs> from the store. It's pretty, though. <laughs> I, I, like I probably should admit that I'm drinking the Guinness directly from a can because I think that will upset some people out there. Uh, hey, listen, do. you are both doing your part to cut down on waste by not using glasses. Thank I mean, you. Yes. This is one less glass that you need to use water and time and effort to clean. So I'm here for it. I'm actually a hero. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> As a woman who uh, getting the dishwasher loaded made her both sweaty and really tired this past week. Yeah. Drinking straight from the can is a hero move when you're sick. Listen, not all we- heroes wear capes. Sometimes they wear shirts from Target and pajama pants. Mm. Yep. Yes. And drink straight from the can. And and finally, our, our last hero of the day, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. And tonight, I have another uh, horny toad from uh, Coop Ale Works here in Oklahoma City. It is a blonde ale. It is quite good. And I joined this company of heroes by drinking from the can. Mm. Yay! We salute you. Okay, for real, I almost said I can't drink water from the can, but, but <laughs> there are companies now that make canned water yeah and it's better for the environment than plastic bottle water and oh, i yeah. swear to god it tastes so much better than yeah, bottled plastic water has a taste to it that sucks yeah next time i have the 14 i'm wondering right from the bottle <laughs> <laughs> you know what doesn't have a taste to it that sucks wonder god's tower you don't know how this place has no as far as you can tell windows you are on the fourth floor of the tower that continues to be just the same level over and over and over again, because as you've noticed, Wendergod is uh, repetitive. But the air does seem passable and clean, and you haven't noticed any smells. And you arrive on the fourth floor, and unsurprisingly, it is the same layout. It is a big square with four rooms on each corner. You do see that the stairs go up and... Carlton, with your passive perception, you are the only one who does notice the stairs that go up from here don't just go up to another level. They seem to go further. So you think you're getting towards the top of this tower. But otherwise, here you are, plush carpet, little gaudy, the chairs, the tables, the four rooms that have the dark doors with the stained glass on the front. What would you like to do? Since this is now our fourth floor of seeing this, I want to see what stained glass is on each door to figure out what we can do before I get blasted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have learned it has only taken three floors. It takes a little while, right? All right. uh, So you just want to go up to the the closest door to you? Yeah, we'll start uh, at number one, which is top left, and we'll just go clockwise. 
All right. Carlton comes over here to the what would be the the top left. We'll just call it that. For our listeners at home, it's the top left. There you go. You yeah. now have a mental map. Northwest. This stained glass is, it looks like a beaker. It looks like a white background with a beaker on it. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming you don't touch anything. You're just looking. I have learned a lesson. I am not punching through the door just yet. Okay. As you come over to this door, Katie, <laughs> you notice this half-orc coming around the corner. You thought you heard something coming upstairs. You'd been kind of just hanging out as you normally do. Uh, and now you see this, this person that you've never seen before. What would you like to do as I try to get you here on the map? There's a shift in the air and this kind of low rumbling sound and you hear you're new and you all hear this oh hey this floor also has a friend hello friend carlton oh don't move we're friends as as jonathan says that i turn around to look at him thus moving Every time, oh gosh, uh, well, you know what, there's nothing new under the sun, and um, two steps forward and one step back, which is sort of everything, Carlton, why don't we play um, one, two, three, freeze game, hello, person, most likely turned into an inanimate object that got strange powers to move. I- I'm sorry, did you say we're playing a game? Carlton is, yeah. Oh, I love games. That's good. Um, you want to play the Tell Us Your Name game? I'm Bernie. B-U-R-I-N-E. Bernie. B-U-R-N-I-E. Oh, that, that's so nice. I like the way that name rolls out of my mouth. Bernie. You got one of those? A name? Oh, I'm sure I did once. Oh, that's kind of sad. Once upon a time. I remember, I remember, sir, 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 yes, that, that, that sounds familiar. It's more of an honorific. It can be a name. It can be a name. We can deem you with that honor. I'm Travancore, by the way. Oh, hello. What was it? I'm sorry. Travancore. 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 I like that name. Would you say that you've approached this group now? I would say that, yes, she's kind of moving into the area. And what do they see? You see this, Lauren, just for clarification, am I uh, solid or discorporeal? You are ethereal, except for that one moment a day that you can make yourself not. Right, okay. You see this uh, sort of shimmering shape move forward from the shadows, and as the light coming in hits her, you see a huge body of just opalescent, shimmering scales that wrap around a massive dragon's form, and from her... Bottom of her jaw, all down her chest, is this beautiful kind of 
limey, mossy green fur that just cascades and rolls and curls down her body. On her head is a single horn that protrudes from the top of her forehead, and it kind of curves forward slowly. And there's, coming off the top of it, there's a little, a little spider hanging off the top, and it's just kind of swinging. And from the bottom of her jaw protrudes another horn. And as she turns her head and she looks at each of you, when you see her profile, it looks like a large moon, a large crescent moon. And the spider that's dangling kind of looks like a little star hanging in the moon. Travancore wants to roll to see if he recognizes the Streamworks dragon. <laughs> I love that so much. That's good. Uh, Travancore, yeah, give me a um, give me a history check with advantage. Uh, they... Or history or in nature, sorry. Oh, you are a whole ass dragon, aren't you? Okay. Mm. Yes, yes, I, I was. Everybody else has been like, a chair. Oh. Or a but they cloud. were dragons. <laughs> Travancore, what'd you get? Natural 20, 26. Hey! Hey, hey, hey! Well, Katie, do you want to say what kind of dragon you are? I am a moonstone dragon mm. found in Fizzbands. Ah, mm. nice. <laughs> and Travancore, with that natural 20, I'll also give to you that you know that moonstone dragons, they are not from this plane of existence. They're basically found in the Feywild. You've only ever heard about them. You've never seen one. You're a long way from the Feywild. Really? For real? <sighs> Bernie, can I unfreeze? Yeah. Hi, I'm Carlton. Hello, Carlton. Q-U-A-R-L-T-O-N. This is a new game. I like your singing. We're playing the name game. Jonathan the Magimuscular. Uh, this is Bucks, and uh, you see a... Uh, a dark-skinned, muscular fellow. Not not as muscular as the half-orc, but he, he does all right. And he's in, like, opalescent uh, robe. He's, like, in, uh, yeah, robes that are sort of shimmer with with color. And uh, on his shoulder is a tiny little pygmy owl who, when introduced, nods at you. Keep in mind, the second strongest member of this party is the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> we make life choices. They're not always good ones, but we do make them. I do push-ups and prep spells. Jonathan, in, 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 serene, serene, <gasps> that's it, serene. Serene, do you have a title? That is my title. Okay. That is, that is my title. Oh, it's been so long. Do you know how long? Oh, too long to remember. It's been very boring here. You know, honestly, given his, um, Bernie looks around the room and makes his face and says, paste. Yes, I can understand why it would get repetitive and boring. Bernie's going to look at other people who like the Feywild better slash probably know more about traveling between planes and visitors. Okay, statistically likely that she is dead, but maybe dead is different in the Feywild, and we could just send her back? I don't know. That never came up with Ekthiarm when we were hunting for berries and foods. Oh, that's a good, that's good, that's good. Do you know a um sort of god thing called Ekthiarm? He's got like oh, a he's grove? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys might have. 
Bexiar. Bernie does that thing that when you meet somebody from New York City, you ask him the one other person you knew in New York City. Like, there's not 30 million people there. Yeah, but that one person's a god-like being, so maybe... Yeah. Little Because, like, icky. if somebody asked me if I was like, I went to graduate school at Columbia, and they're like, do you um, know James Franco? No. I would not akin him to a god, but he is famous. Uh, Serene. Uh, yes. Par- pardon me. Jonathan Muscular is a mere human. Uh, mm. uh, but did you just refer to Ekthiarn as Little Ecky? Little Icky. Oh, oh, oh that's this so much good. worse. This is yes. good. This is very good. This is the first time I've wanted to go back to the Feywild. How is how is Icky doing? Uh, divinely. Uh, he's got a grandson. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, God, mm. that's right. Oh, he is does. the grandson. Seekin is his grandson. <sighs> lovely. You know, Seekin is actually... Yeah, Seekin is a lovely boy. In he means very well. He he's a capable spellcaster, kind of. On a kitchen. Is he too klutzy? More goosey. Little yeah. icky, always tripping over his feet. Now that is interesting. Dear God, it's a familial trait. <laughs> how many thousands Genetic. of years? How many hundreds of years does it take to to grow out of that? You think? Well, hold on. Ekthiarn was the great, 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 great grandfather of Seekin. Some... You're missing a few greats, but that's right. okay. But if Serene is referring it to his little Icky and didn't know of Seekin, that means Serene is a lot of generations older than possibly Ekthiarn. Well, listen, if you if you refer to someone as little Carlton's Icky- brain hurts. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine, Carlton. Listen, you and I, Jonathan the Magimuscular and you, we, we don't live on the same time scale as even these two. And he points to uh, Travancore, the elf, the half-elf, and Bernie, the gnome. We're, we're going to be long dead before they even get to, like, 200. But... Point of order, I've already died. That's true. That's not... you. That's fair. Technically, you outlived me, Jonathan. Once. <laughs> Once, <laughs> one time. There, you know, when the uh, when the big D comes for me, uh, I, there's no coming back from that in uh, in you know sixty years. I would love to hear the story of your death. Oh well, it's a complicated affair involving demons and some things I'm forbidden to talk about. Oh, that's a very good story. Then, speaking of extra planar stuff. Jonathan the Muscular wants to access his extra planar uh, knowledge, and he Jonathan the Muscular feels like normally when we when extra planar creatures die around us, including the guy that killed Travancore, they floated away, they they dissipated because their body in this plane died, and they, you know, they go back to wherever they were. Serene being stuck here, probably the result of another's soul anchor, right? Because if she's a, you know, extra planar dragon, then, and she's dead, should have floated away. <laughs> you don't even need to do a check. After encountering this twice and Travancore telling you what he knows about dragons and realizing, you know, remembering what the soul anchors do and what this tower can do as, as it traps beings from being able to teleport away, 
yeah, yeah, this is probably the same thing. It doesn't matter that she's originally from the Feywild. You can get trapped here no matter what. Further question, as Jonathan the Magimuscular thinks on this, if Serene were to be freed, do we have a notion that unlike the other poor dragons that we did free who basically went on to their afterlife, would Serene end up back in the Feywild? I talked through a belch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Distinguished Putting the D the Distinguished Adventurer. I, I thought you were just making making a point. Um <laughs> sure. you are you are unsure. You think probably you think a being even dead as powerful as some of these dragons have been, once they're freed from this tower, they've they've got options. Ooh. Okay, well, Serene. Mm. Do you re- I I know that memory right now is not is not going well for you but mm. could you tell Jonathan the Magimuscular what you maybe enjoyed in your uh dragon life maybe what you enjoyed in the in the Feywild what what were, can you remember things that you liked mm. I always enjoyed the music the sounds of the crickets at night the pixies playing their little instruments, the sounds of the wind and the leaves. There was a man, mm, there was a man who would come and sketch for me, and he'd make the most wondrous art, little scenes of people dancing and laughing and the sounds that his charcoals would make on the paper. It was beautiful. Carlton's going to look for pixies, music, artwork, stained glass. Jonathan the Magimuscular is, is going to send bucks in the opposite direction of Carlton. All right, so I'll go south to room two, and then bucks can go to room three and four to the east. Sure. Bernie's going to ask, did you know a Winder guide? Hmm. Winder got? Winder Winder got your soul. Too soon. <laughs> Don't Too rub soon. it in, Carlton. While lacking tact, correct. Mm. Mm. Oh, Don't worry, we killed him. We, yeah, he, he was... We killed him again, that's fine. Killed him again. I remember that name. Oh, great. He's dead. Yeah, I carried his head around for a trophy for a time until I traded it into a pack of, I want to say, wandering, was it goblins? Who did we give Winter God's head to? I forgot what I got for Winter God's head, actually. Hmm, that is good. And it's about this time that Bucks and Carlton come back from their brief sweep of the area. So the door closest to where you came up had that, what looked like a, a vial of some sort on the stained glass. The other door on this side, it's a very colorful stained glass window. It's almost rainbow as it's got five, six, seven different colors. And they look like little gems. Each of them are in the shape of a diamond, a ruby, something like that. On the other side, the door closest to you has a bed on it. And the door furthest away from you has a vanity. This one seems very fey. Which one? The one that I'm in front of that uh, is the rainbow. Ah, okay. The hot bucks did the other one. 
Uh, yeah, Bucks kind of did the sweep around. Yeah. So. So uh, I'm gonna try this one. I try the door. Is that unlocked? It is unlocked. Right, I I go in. The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on August 28th at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. K-I-L-O-J-U-B-E-S-E-L-L. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Okay, so you go into that room. Like the door, the room is kind of gorgeous in a weird way. The The black walls are still there, but the floor is made of, you think, colored glass? Maybe crushed gems? And it's polished and smooth. It literally looks like the entire floor is just made up of a rainbow color of either gems or glass. There are a bunch of tables and cabinets and shelves around the room indicating that this is kind of a workspace. There's a couple of desks and chairs. You do see on top of one of the cabinets, you can see a couple of smaller boxes. And on the left, there is a what looks like a wine rack. Instead of wine, though, you see that there are rolled up scrolls in all of the holes, or not all of the holes, in a bunch of the holes. And there is a tapestry on the wall, on the wall that you're facing as you come on in. It is, at first, gorgeous. It depicts this massive landscape in front of you that seems green and verdant and a sky and it's it's just amazing and then the closer you look you realize the trees have tentacles and the floating islands of rock that look so magnificent have drooling mouths and bloodshot eyeballs and every time you take a step back it it kind of blends into the gorgeousness of this tapestry. And as you get closer, you see these little details that are just a little disturbing. With that, I see that in the scrolls and I poke my head out, just like, just the head. And I go, oh, Jonathan. Uh, yeah, yeah, Carlton. Okay, Carlton, what'd you find? I got scrolls. Scrolls for days. Jonathan disappears <laughs> as he reappears next to Carlton. Uh, via Misty Step. Pop, pop. I was gonna say, did you just use Misty Step just to, to get next to Carlton? It's, it's fine. Spell it, slides. Bernie's gonna kill. It's, she's just gonna walk over and like. It's free. Like, and just murder Travancore and bring him back to life for funsies. Why not? It, it's literally free. So this is like the cartoons where like you smell something really good and then it, the smell is so good that the odor wafts, lifts you off the ground and you just <laughs> yeah. like fall like this. <laughs> It's it's sort of like that that uh, this is Sports Center where uh, 
where the guy is talking to Steve Smith. He's like, would you describe your speed as incendiary? And he, <laughs> he looks up and like Steve Smith has appeared right next to him. He's like, did you say something? He's like, okay, incendiary. That's fine. <laughs> so he goes back and then he looks back and Steve Smith's all the way on the other side of the building again. That's not this. That's so for those who don't know, Jonathan, the magic muscular at 19th level got the ability to cast uh, a couple of spells every day for free as long as he has them prepared. Uh, he chose Shield and Misty Step. Hmm. Nice. All right, Jonathan, you are now also in this room, as described. The rest of you, you heard Carlton call out, so you can make some very clear assumptions on what just happened. Also, Jonathan, this painting is weirder the closer you get to it. Or this tapestry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Jonathan the Medge Muscular, like, <laughs> heard part of that, and he's already, like, thumbing through the scrolls. Okay. We'll get back to you in just a second. Travancore and Bernie and Serene, what are the three of you doing? I was thinking maybe of checking out door number three on the off chance that there is something booby-trapped or bad or something dangerous. Um, you know, Shadow can get, go get help if he needs it. I'm actually going to go check out door number three. By check out, do you mean open or do you mean examine? Like check for traps, examine, and then if it looks like the coast is clear, maybe I'll try and open it. I would love an investigation check from you. Oh, cool. Detective Travancore gets to investigate. You've been doing a lot of investigating this tower. Well, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a one. Oh. That's a one. Well, oh, you know, look, there's a lot of lactic acid in your investigation muscles. Yeah. It's been the third day of the program. It's been really packed. You've had a lot of investigation checks and you know yeah. just sometimes you just don't have as much in the tank left as you thought and then there's this young 15 year old that's all the hormones kicked in and now they're going investigating like you know like they got a nascar engine in there and it's sometimes it can't be helped anything that i say is not going to be as good as what what jules came up with there so if you ask me why i <laughs> failed you know maybe pick any of those Got some right. elastic acid in the investigation muscle. I, we've been watching but, um, the World Athletics Championships and followed by the Commonwealth Games. So I really don't know what time it is because I've been <laughs> ill and the Commonwealth Games are taking place in Birmingham, England. Um, so they talk You're in about all it. of the times. So it's um, 11 o'clock in the morning here and it's like, good evening. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, it's evening. So I also, I mean, they're the Empire Games, but still, it's fun to watch. Yeah. So lactic acid has been- Pretty much one of the big topics of conversation in our house. <laughs> yeah. Travancore, I'm going to say, yeah, all of that is true. But you think about all that later with a one. Yeah, the door's fine. <laughs> well, clearly I'm a skilled investigator, so I'm going to go ahead and open that door. Bernie, Bernie looks over at Katie and goes, he knows what he's doing. Does he? And at that point, Travancore opens up the door. And, I'm and all, it opens. I'm gonna walk. Fine. On, I'm gonna walk on through. All right, you walk into a wood-paneled, walled bedchamber, which is interesting because this is the first room that you've been in in where whether the walls are made up of wood or they're covering the black stone of this tower, you're unsure. But it's the first room you've come across in where the walls are a different color. There is a. a Thick brown wall-to-wall -wall carpet covering the floor. There's a beautiful dresser in one corner. A couple of large chairs in another facing a table that has an impressively expensive-looking dragon chest set. 
and a door that's leading in the direction of the room that has the the commode as its door. In the middle, you do see a large four-poster bed. It stands against the wall between all of these, these different pieces of furniture. And on the wall are six framed portraits. All of them. Go ahead and make a nature check. Oh my god, are they of Wonder God? Here we go. Yeah, but I hope it's like the Andy Warhol versions of like Campbell's Soups. <laughs> soft <laughs> 20. God. With a soft 20, even though the only experience you ever had with Wonder God was as a decrepit demi-lich, these are all of Wonder God. They are what can only be described in modern terms as the Franz Frazeska version of Wonder God the Wizard in various intense epic poses. Uh, one of him on the side of a cliff holding up a wand. Another one of him addressing a crowd in front of a lectern. I, they're they're all way over the top. Oh, I see. Okay. We, we've got some Conan the Barbarian shit here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the final thing I will say, the bed looks like there's a sleeping figure in it. You can hear a slight snoring. Ooh, I'm walking closer to that bed to get a better look. I, mean, I always go check out the dragon uh, chest set, but like, man, how could you could resist uh, disturbing the slumber of somebody? Bernie okay. calls out, Travancore, what do your half elf eyes see? I've been wanting to do that this whole time <laughs> for literal years. <laughs> never, never really had a great opportunity <laughs> until that one moment. It only took All you right. six years. Travancore, as you approach the bed, Bernie calls out to you, uh, Serene, is there anything you're doing in this moment? I think Serene's head kind of tilts a little bit as he notices the sleeping figure and her head snakes down and goes and she rests the horn of her jaw just outside the door and watches intently. All right. We're going to come back to the three of you in just a second. Uh, Jonathan, you've walked on over to the wine rack full of scrolls. The first couple you pull out are all the plane shift spell. All of them. You found four plane shift spells. The next one you pull out after kind of going through the top row and, uh, plane shift, plane shift, plane shift. And it's starting to get annoying. And then you open the next one a, a little bit quicker, expecting it to be the plane shift spell, and a forked mithril rod falls out and lands on the ground with a ding, 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 ding. And you all hear it. In no matter where you are, it seems to ring out as it vibrates and nothing happens besides this sudden ringing noise. And you look at the, the, what now is, it's not a scroll, it's a piece of paper. It seems to talk about the astral plane. Jonathan the Metromuscular, big old grin as he reaches down for the mithril rod and picks it up and gives it a ting. Does the note sound astral? Give me an arcana check. Let me see here. Do, 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 do. It's at 28. This is the uh, the tuning fork for the astral plane. A tuning fork, I should a say. A tuning fork. Okay, and, and the rest, the, that's all the scrolls that are on the wine rack for? Uh, no, there are still a couple more. I just wanted to get you to a point in where you would have naturally stopped. Uh, okay. Carlton, is there anything you're doing at this moment? Carlton is full on looking at the tapestry a la Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 
Oh God, no! Stop! It's gonna take your soul. <laughs> Every time it goes, looks back at Carlton, it just gets closer to my face. There are moments in where when you get right up next to it, do you ever touch it or do you just look? Uh, probably I would have eventually touched it. I, I know okay. Carlton at this point. And when he got really close and he wanted to see the real fine details of the creepy, he to get a closer look, he probably would have grabbed it in his hands to bring it close to his face. Okay. Because he's a, he's a dum-dum. Give me an investigation check. He's a sweet bean. He's, he he's an impulsive he, bean. He's, a good, he's, he's my good time boy. My rotten soldier. Barbarian form. 11. With an 11. So when you touch the tapestry, nothing obvious happens. It's very well made. The closer you get to it, the more you see these little disturbing details. You, with that roll, notice two things. One, the night sky that is shown in this tapestry does not match any night sky you've ever seen. You don't know what it is, but it ain't yours. And... As you kind of run your hand along some of it, even though it is, it's a thickly woven tapestry, it's one of the reasons you can tell it's really nice, the stars in that night sky, as you kind of examine it, they catch on your fingers and you realize, oh, those are pearls and diamonds that are set into the tapestry to be stars. Oh, the stars at night are creepy and bright. Deep in the heart of the Feywild. I was going to say, I just realized something. Our wizard is the second strongest person in this party, and our barbarian is the second smartest person in this party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, also, Carlton, as you're looking at this weird tapestry full of tentacles and jewels and all this shit, I'm missing my eighth level spell slot. So just keep that in mind that if you want to continue to peruse and poke and you're a little better off than you normally would be. If it sends you somewhere else, sorry. We have a million plane shifts. But, it, but if you it tries to take your shifts. mind, it's it's quite a bit harder. It's quite a bit blanked. As you approach the bed, the snoring gets louder. Do you do anything or do you just approach it? I'm going to get a little bit closer. You do? There's a snoring lump under this bed. Bernie under the wants to come into the room at that point. Okay. You, you see the same thing. She's going to, as this is like simultaneous, I assume this like what is happening in there is like simultaneous to this. And she knows that Serene is like technically not corporeal, I guess, unless you, this is like what part of the moment of the day when she is corporeal. No, she is, she's ethereal. She's ethereal. Okay. But Bernie's just like, feels like it'd be rude to walk through her. So Bernie does that like, you know, when you're stepping, you know, you're like big step over like some, she's like, <laughs> she does that over the horn and she's like, I'm pretty sure your memory is going to reset if you go in and out of these rooms, but I don't think you've been in and out of these rooms because you're big. But, and and then she goes, but yeah, and they hear the clang and she goes, oh, don't, what'd you break? That's great. Oh, good. We're just breaking things. We're breaking things. And um, Travacore hasn't answered any of my questions. So in I go. And then she, and then she pauses and goes, Carlton, whatever you're doing, it's probably dumb. And just walks uh, into the room. As you do. And as uh, Serene pokes her head in, Travancore Shadow has followed you uh, obediently as the large armored black bear is kind of sniffing around. Shadow also stepped nicely over Serene. Shadow has manners. 
absolutely has manners, but uh, Travancore and Shadow went in first, so he, Shadow wouldn't have had to do any leaping and jumping. Oh, and uh, Bucks is riding with uh, with Bernie on Coco Stoot. He has not returned to Jonathan the Magimuscular. He's, All right. He's ta- his job was to check out this side of the room, and he's going to continue to do that. Bernie kind of like knows Bucks as a little actor. She gets, is everything okay in there? Bucks tilts his head and shrugs his wings. Oh, good. That kid, that's great. That's about on par, actually. What's in here, Travancore? There's, there's someone sleepy in here. And Travancore, being a Dexy boy on the level of Shawn Michaels, wants to try and see if he can pull the cover off without waking him up. Sort of like the tablecloth trick, but like it, a variation of it. Sure. Go ahead and roll me uh, an acrobatics check. Okay. You know, if we didn't own this place... This would probably not be okay, but considering is that technically that that's our bed, perfectly okay. You know, sometimes when you do things that are a little outside your real house, it, there's a bit of a learning curve associated with them. I rolled a seven. It's not the most elegant of reveals, which you don't realize until you actually grab the covers and pull. Whoever is in this bed has been, like, tucked into the bed. That's how everything looked really nice and neat and pristine. And so you you grab and it jerks a little bit and then you reveal nothing. There's nothing in this bed. And then you hear the noise from all six of the the tapestries or the paintings on the wall. You take of course. 22 points of force damage Oof. as... Each of the Wendra gods on each of the tapestries, their wands glow and a magic missile shoots out at you. And we can roll initiative with the party split up. I love it. Oh, shit. I love it. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from StabbyQuest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.